Well, hello, wonderful Wellspring family. Uh, my greetings to you, grace and peace to all of you. I hope you're all doing so, so well. I'm so sa sad that I can't be with you today. I would much rather be in your company and enjoying uh, your fellowship. But isn't it wonderful, wonderful to know that the word of God is not chained. We may be somewhat restricted by the current circumstances, but the Holy Spirit is not. The word of God is not. And we are just excited to know that wherever we are, however you're watching this, whatever condition you're in, uh, you know, whether you're in your best clothes or in your pajamas, whatever you're doing, that actually uh, the Lord is with us and is touching us. And it is my joy and absolute privilege to be sharing the word of God with you today. Uh, and hopefully it will encourage you on your journey. So thank you. Tim and Helen and team for all your graciousness and your generosity and your continued love and support to me. It is deeply, deeply appreciated. I want to speak to you today about what I've entitled Triumph in the Tension. Triumph in the Tension. And I'm going to take two short readings from uh, two different letters of Paul. We sometimes know him as the Apostle Paul. And he shows us an incredible um, tension that he is clearly has learned to manage in his journey. I'm going to take the first reading from the letter to the church at Philippi. So Philippians chapter 1, verse two, uh, 12 to 14. And then we're going to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 17 to 20. So the first reading will be, Philippians chapter 1 verses 12 to 14. Now I know you're probably sitting in your living room or even some of you chilling out in your bed uh, watching this. But if you do have a Bible, why don't you grab it with me and read it with me. So Philippians chapter 1, 12 to 14 is our first reading. And this is Paul speaking and he says this. Now I want you to know brothers and sisters that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, I it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. What magnificent words they are. Now, let's jump over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 17 to 20. And it says these words. But brothers and sisters, when we were orphaned by being separated from you for a short time in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you. For we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan blocked our way. For what is our hope? our joy, or the crown in which we glory in the presence of the Lord Jesus when he comes. Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. Now, even a casual reading of those two passages has probably flagged up the tension that I want to relate to today. In our first reading, Paul talks about, uh, even though he's in chains, God advancing the gospel, God giving a breakthrough. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul talks about the frustration 
at being blocked from doing what he wants to do. My goodness, did you see the tension in that? And actually, I think that's really helpful for us on the journey of faith. Paul, on the one hand, is highlighting breakthrough, but he's also highlighting restriction. On the one hand, he's talking about joy. On the other hand, there's a sense there of disappointment. In one, he's speaking of innovation. And in the other, he may be speaking of diversion. In one, he's speaking of victory. And in the other, potentially interpreted defeat. In one, he's speaking of blessing. And in the other, in some people's eyes at least, he's speaking of failure. He is managing an amazing tension here for us. Uh, And in one passage, he's able to celebrate what God is doing. But in the other passage, he holds up the fact that he hasn't, Paul hasn't been able to do what he wanted to do. And actually, that is a tension at the heart of the journey of faith that is all over the Bible. It's everywhere. And once you spot it, you will see it everywhere. Let me give you two classic New Testament examples of this. Acts chapter 12, at the beginning of Acts chapter 12, it talks about the fact that Herod put his hand out, grabbed a hold of James, one of the apostles, and had James executed. It's the first apostle to be martyred in Acts chapter 12. In the very same chapter, Peter, another apostle, another one of the original 12, is in prison and yet the angel of the Lord turns up and rescues him. In the space of a dozen verses or so, you've got one apostle one apostle executed and another one set free to attend a prayer meeting. It's, it's incredible. There is that tension there. And I believe that those two stories sit side by side to show us these amazing moments. Moments when the Lord can give us a breakthrough out of something, but also moments when the Lord gives us a breakthrough by going through something. And they are incredible tensions to be managed on the journey of faith. Hebrews chapter 11 highlights this really profoundly. And and we we will know that as one of the, the great chapters of faith in the New Testament. But verses 33 to 35 say these words. Let me just read them to you. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, gained what was promised, shut the mouth of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign enemies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. That's verses 33 to 35a. Now verse 35b begins this way. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. (laughs) They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. So that's verses 35b to verse 38. Now verse 39, the very next verse says, 
These were all, in your pajamas, come on, say it with me, these were all commended for their faith. Not just the ones who conquered kingdoms, not just the women who received their dead back from uh, death onto life, but all of them, the, the guys in goatskins and persecuted and destitute uh, and the people sawn in two. They also were commended by faith. Now, in our world, we would look at verses 33 to 35 and go, yeah, that's, that's faith, brother. That's faith, sister. And we would look at verses 35 to 38 and go, whoa, whoa, that, uh, something's gone wrong there. Something's not working. And actually, the writer to the Hebrews says, of all of these people from verses 33 through the 38, they were all commended for their faith. So let's go back to Paul, because Paul is living that tension. And what do we see? Well, let's look at the Philippines um, phrase first of all. Verse 12, Philippines chapter 1, he says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Now, that word advance there is gorgeous. It's the word prokopto, and it literally means forward cut. Forward cut. The idea here is to drive something forward. It's translated by the NIV, advance, or to cut forward. Beautiful word. And so it's, it's this idea that what wasn't there before has now been created by God. So here's the thought of it. If you and I were walking and we were in a field and we wanted to get to the other side of the field and there was no path to that other side and we got out our machetes and we cut the path we would be advancing this word. We would be prokoptoing. We would be breaking through. We would be creating something that wasn't there before. We would be cutting that path. That's what Paul is saying here. Paul says, in my chains, God is cutting a path. In my chains, God is cutting a path. And that is so exciting. That, that's what our faith rises to. And of course, we know when Paul says this has served to advance the gospel, we know quite literally amazing things came out of this prison experience. This is the prison experience described by, by Dr. Luke at the end of the book of Acts, probably covering AD 60 to AD 62. Paul's under house arrest. And some of the things that came out of that moment of imprisonment were incredible, including four amazing letters in the New Testament. The book of Ephesians, the book of Philippines, the book of Colossians, and the book of Philemon. All come out of this prison experience. Wow. God advanced the gospel. And what do we learn in the midst of that practically for us well well actually it shows us that even when we are restricted God is always at work he's always at work even if you can't see him he is at work even if it doesn't look like he's at work he's at work in your life in the, in the community of wellspring in, in what you're planning and doing he is at work you and I may be physically restricted in that but he is at work. So what are we being encouraged to do? What's the, what's the practical takeaway from Paul when he talks about the gospel being advanced? Well, it's this, and, and I want you to get this. It's so important. In your restriction, keep your eyes open for the opportunity. In your restriction, 
keep your eyes open for the opportunity. Here's what I want to say to you. In the unwanted moments, the Lord can do unexpected things. In the unwanted moments, the Lord can do unexpected things. My goodness, we have all been in some serious unwanted moments. But the Lord is able to work in those moments on our behalf. He's able to do something beyond us. He's able to do something in us. And he's able to do something through us. And what is more, he's able to do something we cannot do. So because of the unwanted moment, we're restricted. Like Paul, quite literally, we're restricted. Because of the unwanted moment, we, 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 we've been stopped from doing some of the things we want to do. But here's what happens. In the moments when we can't be doing what we want to do, God is at work. And God can do something amazing in your own restriction. He is at work on your behalf. And so I want to encourage you right now where you are, don't focus on the restriction. If you focus on the restriction, that will drive me and you crazy. Don't focus on the restriction. Don't look at the chains. Don't look at what's against you. These things are very real and they're very strong and, and they're very uh, dynamic in our world. Absolutely. But rather, rather by faith... Let's open up our eyes for the God opportunity. Let's open up our eyes to see what God is doing or what God can do on our behalf as individuals, but also on the behalf of our community as Wellspring Community Church. We actually look to the Lord and we see him at work. Paul was able to look beyond his chains and see God at work, God cutting a path. And I want to I want to encourage you right now in the midst of your own challenge and your own restriction. The Lord is not restricted. His word is not restricted. His Holy Spirit is not restricted. He is working on your behalf. He is doing on behalf of the church. He is cutting pathways right now that you and I cannot possibly do on our own and in our own strength but he is doing it because he is the God who can bring advancement in the midst of the restriction. Amen? So that's the first thing we learn. The second thing we learn, we go to Paul's awkward moment. Shall we call it that? His awkward moment. Did you see the language in the midst of this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2? He says this, for we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul, did, again and again, but Satan blocked our way. Now that word blocked, very interesting. So remember our word advance was pro-copto. This word blocked is egg-copto. And it literally means here to cut in on, or better uh, to, to understand, cutting against us. That, that Paul is saying, I've tried to get to you over and over again, but the enemy has cut in against me. The enemy has moved against me. He has blocked me. Now, this is a difficult moment for many Christians. There will be some people listening to me that don't even believe that's possible. And yet here's Paul, not a novice, not a child, a well-seasoned warrior, a man of God who's seen uh, churches planted, people raised from the dead. 
under his ministry, God do incredible things. And yet he's saying, I tried to do something, but I got blocked. And can I say this is a difficult moment of faith, but it's a wonderful moment as well. That there are moments when God delivers us out of, and there are moments when God delivers us through. There are moments when we get the breakthrough, and there are moments when the breakthrough comes in us. There are moments actually when God can cut a new path, but there are also moments in faith where the path we wanted to go on, for whatever reason, has been blocked to us, but we by faith can still journey on. What do we do when our pathway is blocked? What, what do we do? Well, he, here's my piece of advice. I think Paul does this little practical piece of advice. So, and it's this, do what you can when you can't do what you want. Do what you can when you can't do what you want. So in our first uh, little reference, we saw that th this unwanted moment, God can do the unexpected, right? So keep your eyes open for the opportunity. In the unwanted moment, God can do the unexpected. So our response by faith is eyes open. Eyes open, seeing what God is doing. What's our response here? Well, it's this. In the unchanging moment, God can do the unexpected in us. So there's an unwanted moment that changes, right? But there are unwanted moments that don't change. What do we do when we've tried to see something change and it's not changing? When we when we're prevented from doing what we want to do, we can't, we can't make that happen. Well, we can become just frustrated with that. We can become frustrated with the roadblock. We can get really angry with the fact that we're not able to do what we want to do. Or, or we can recognize, okay, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, this moment is not changing. So it's unwanted, but it's also unchanging. So what do I do? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I can, even though I can't do what I want. I'm going to do what I can, even though I can't do what I want. You see, when you and I look to the Lord by faith in that area, something changes in us. So in the unwanted moment, God can do something unexpected for us. But in the unchanging moment, the Lord can do something unexpected in us. And it's because we take our eyes off the roadblock we put our eyes onto him. We put our eyes onto what he can do and who he is. And we trust him with the fact that for whatever reason, we can't get through here. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to worry about the thing we can't do. We're going to do the thing we can do. And I found that so helpful. In the last three, four months, I have had moments of breakthrough and moments of terrible frustration. My, my August was literally cancelled. Literally. A whole month of traveling and ministry that we were prepping for and plan. Literally, in one day, it was cancelled the whole month. And that's desperately frustrating. And I could just get angry and upset with that and say, well, I, I wanted to do this. I wanted to go there. I wanted to be able to be with them. And I can't do that. So, so what do I do? Well, I stop worrying about what I can't do, which I wanted to do. And I start focusing on what I can do 
in the restriction right now. Did you notice Paul's language? He said to them, even though he tried to get them again and again, he said, you're my joy, you're my glory, you're my crown. What's Paul doing? He's not focusing on the roadblock, he's focusing on them. He's not focusing on the fact that he hasn't been able to do what he wanted. He's now focusing on the things that he can do in the meantime. Now we can have a theological debate on why Paul couldn't get through that uh, satanic roadblock. And that's a big conversation that we could have uh, in a more intimate and more important uh, uh, special moment uh, in terms of conversation. But actually, the fact is, Paul couldn't get through for whatever reason. So what do we do when we cannot get through? What do we do when we cannot do what we want to do? Well, here's what we do. We do what we can do. We focus on what's right in front of us. We celebrate what the Lord's put in our hand. We don't lament what we haven't got. We celebrate what we have got. We don't worry about what we can't do. We do what we can do. We don't think about what could have been. We focus and concentrate on what is now. And we leave the issues that are outside of our control to the God who is ultimately in control. I have literally, over the last three, four months, had to manage this tension. The tension of seeing God cut a path that wasn't there before March. Doors that have opened that were closed before March. And you go, wow, that's amazing. By faith, that's a wonderful thing. But I've also had, in the last three or four months, the frustration of things that I wanted to do, places I wanted to be, people I wanted to be with, that I couldn't be with. And that is a tension I've had to manage by faith. Because by faith I've experienced the breakthrough, but by faith I've also managed the blockage. Are you with me? By faith I've experienced the breakthrough. Amen. That's the bit we love. But by faith I've also managed the blockage. And so I want to encourage you in your restriction. Whatever it looks like for you, whatever the world looks like right now for you as an individual or for Wellspring Church, I want to encourage you, keep your eyes open for the opportunity. And when you can't do what you want to do, then do what you can do. And so, Lord Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters right now. May your grace, your peace, your loving kindness, the power of your spirit and the truth of your word Remain and rest upon every one of them. May they know the power of faith in the midst of their circumstances. May they see the God of heaven who can cut paths and make new ways for them. And may by faith new paths be made on their behalf in Jesus' name. But Lord, in those unchanging moments, we pray that you will give us the faith to do what we can do. To focus on what is right in front of us. So that Lord in the midst of potential frustration. We walk by faith in freedom. In the glory of what you have for us. And what you've planned for us. And so my brothers and sisters. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. And be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you. And give you his peace. To all at Wellspring. To all my friends. To all of us as we journey together, the grace and peace of the Lord be upon you. Bless you and I will see you all soon.